Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue this series on the sexy Saturdays and go talk about a brunette from the past, Madeline Stowe. Now, for those of you who are younger, this name might not ring a bell. And I can mention a couple of her most famous movies, but you probably won't know who she is. And I want to mix it in. You know, a lot of the women, I think this is the 10th one, 9th one, are mostly recent actresses like Daisy Edgar Jones and you might know Blake Lively. But I do want to reach back to the 80s here and there. I probably won't do any on like Lana Turner or Elizabeth Taylor because that's just way before my time. But Madeline Stowe... I was in high school when I first laid my eyes on this brown hair beauty. And Madeline Stowe, the reason I like Peak Stowe, and Peak Stowe was probably, ooh, you know, she, she didn't really get big until she was about 30 with movies like Last of the Mohicans, but she was just stunningly beautiful. And the thing about her is that she has this kind of, just like a lot of the other women that I've talked about here, just this beautiful innocence, this luminescence, just really just just fine, delicate features that she has. The pale white skin, the long brown hair, the brown eyes. And she doesn't have like with a lot of a lot of celebrities do. They have the blue eyes. It seems like everyone's got blue eyes. But she was brown hair, brown eyed, and just just quite lovely woman. She was just a, a very beautiful woman at her peak. And she had an interesting career because like a lot of people back then, she got her start in television. Back in the in the seventies, you had to work your way up. So she was working her way up through television in the seventies and eighties, and really didn't, as I mentioned, probably get big until until the late 80s she did and when she was 20 years old do the tv movie the deer slayer which is kind of funny because later lost the mohicans is, is based on that series of of books but she did little house in the prairie trapper john md if you remember that classic show about the doctor um, i used to watch it because my father was a doctor may rest in peace and so we used to watch that quite a bit Really, she got her first notice in Stakeout. Stakeout was the movie with Emilio Estevez and Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, an actor that I cannot tolerate well. She is the girl. They're, they're, they're cops and they're staking out trying to find this bad guy. And he's she's the girlfriend of the bad guy. And then I think it's Dreyfus is the one that ends up being with her, which is kind of laughable. So she gets that's her kind of a break in 1987. Then she's in the Costner movie Revenge. Now, Revenge was a big movie at the time because this is at peak, peak, peak Costner. We are talking about, I mean, talk about the Costner run, man. We got to do a, we got to do a take on Costner. I mean, this is No Way Out, Untouchables, Field of Dreams, Bull Durham. And in 1990, 
he does Revenge. This is right around Dances with the Wolves as well. And Revenge is essentially a movie where he plays, I think he's like a Navy pilot, and he falls in love with the wife of a Mexican businessman. And then they kind of run off together and there's complications. But she is just smoking hot in this movie because they try to play her up as the sexy Latina. Then later she's in the follow-up of Chinatown with Jack Nicholson, the two Jakes. Then 92. 92, she does Last of the Mohicans with her boy, Daniel Day-Lewis. And she's just gorgeous in this movie. And, I will find you as he jumps out of the waterfall. I, I, I just love this movie. Uh, again, this movie came out when I was in high school and it had everything that I wanted in a movie because it had history, because I've always liked period movies. And it's got two gorgeous girls. So she plays the older Cora sister. So they are daughters, or Cora Monroe, I should say. They are daughters of the British general. And then the younger sister, who escapes me, who played her, ends up falling in love with the Indian and then jumps off the cliff before Magua can take her. Because uh, Magua kills her Indian lover and then... It's a great scene on the cliff, and then he reaches out his hand because she's looking over the cliff, and then she decides to kill herself. And then Magua, of course, doesn't care. He just walks away like, yeah, who cares? But iconic movie. Uh, I think it's well-received and well-loved by everybody. It's, it's a very romantic movie, and she just, the long hair, the delicate skin, I mean, they casted her perfectly in that movie. Then she does Shortcuts in 93, small role there. Then she does Bad Girls in 94. Bad Girls is funny because it's kind of a spin off of Young Guns. Remember Young Guns had the Brat Pack in it? Most famously, Emilio Estevez's Billy the Kid, Kiefer Sutherland. There was a bunch of the kind of the young up-and-coming actors. So Bad Girls was... Oh, man, who was in this? Drew Barrymore, I think. It was like four girls. It takes place in the West... But it's four girls who rebel or outlaws. And I think it's Mary Stuart Masterson, Madeline Stowe, Annie McDowell, and I can't remember who's the um, who's the other person. So they do that movie. And uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew Barrymore is, is the other one. So then they, she does that movie. And then really her last kind of relevant movie would probably be 12 Monkeys which is Brad Pitt's movie and uh, Bruce Willis. And he gets an Academy Award Best Supporting Actor for that. And really, that's that's kind of the last, I, I suppose, like peak, well-known movie. I do remember the in 98, she does this movie uh, called The Proposition, where she is, uh, her husband is sterile. And so... Her husband hires somebody. I think it's Kenneth Branagh. I can't remember who's in this. Yeah, so Kenneth Branagh is in it, and her husband, his, her, he is sterile. And so he wants to have a child, so he hires someone to impregnate. Let's take a break. I want to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is... The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20, 
17, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. So he hires someone to impregnate his wife. So again, this was not like a well-known big movie. And I think Bronner plays a priest. I, I don't remember who, who who's in it, but William Hurt's in it. And it takes place like in, I don't know, 1890s Boston or something like that. So she does the proposition. And really, I mean, that's not well-known. I say 12 Monkeys is kind of like her last well-known movie. And then she bounces around here or there. Uh, for the rest of the 90s and then in the early in the early knots doesn't do anything until she gets to television again so she does have a relatively large role in the tv show revenge which was 2011 to 2015 that was the vehicle for um the girl from everwood and she plays She's like a young woman who wants to get revenge against the people who wronged her father. And Emily Van Camp is the young girl. So Madeline Stowe is the wife. And she's, I mean, she's looking great in that, in that show. But that was like her last return to form. And she did that about 10 years ago. So since then, she hasn't done much because uh, she's older. And, uh, you know, the roles really aren't there for her. Because, look, let's be real. She wasn't necessarily the best actress. And so, as we've talked about before, best actresses keep getting roles. Julianne Moore, Nicole Kidman, and so forth. Uh, but if you're just known for being beautiful, once you're no longer beautiful, you're not going to get the roles. In terms of her personal life, she is 65 years old. In terms of her personal life, it's been pretty uneventful. In 1982, she married a guy named Brian Benben. And uh, they've been together forever. Uh, they had a daughter in 1996. And that's it. So it's one of those rare things where it's a Hollywood marriage uh, that's lasted 40 years. 40 years. So again, if you are new to... Uh, if you don't know like these older actresses, for example, like Madeline Stowe, please check her out. Google her out. Um, she's just lovely, lovely face, lovely hair, lovely woman back at her peak. Guys, I'll post a poll over at the Cinema Rag. You let me know what you think of Madeline Stowe or Last of the Mohicans or Classic Movies. And please, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, please rate and review. It only takes you five seconds. It just helps the algorithm. And there's two links in the notes. One's for PayPal. If you want to make a donation, help defray the cost of hosting this on a server, I would appreciate that. And the other one is a link to the website, which has all the Eclectico Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.